Welcome back to the Last Prepper Standing Podcast, episode number 13. I want to get into something before we get into today's main topic, which is 10 items I think you should buy now. But this is a, a topic that's on my radar, and I know it's on a lot of other preppers' radar too, and it's an attack on our food supply. Now, I'm going to read off um, a list. This list came from the Angry Prepper on his Instagram. It states, these places all had fires within weeks of each other and then it goes on to continue to talk about how if you do some research you're going to find out exactly what this could mean and how many um, fires there have been since the start of this year which is quite possibly and most likely an attack on our food supply which is already strained by the um, supply chain issues that we've all been dealing with but if you do your research, the post says, you'll see for yourself. Had to repost this. Don't worry about the typos. This is his message. Now, that's the anger, angry prepper on Instagram, but it says, attack on our food supply. Van Duren Farms, that was in January. That's frozen food, foods. Uh, Winston Weaver Company, which is a fertilizer plant in North Carolina. That was on February 3rd. Shears Food Plant on February 22nd. That's uh, potatoes and corn chips based out of Oregon. A Nestle Food Plant on March 16th out of Arkansas. They're the main producer of Hot Pockets. Canarga Foods on March 1st in uh, Arkansas. That's for commercial foods. Canarga Brands on March 17th in Iowa. That's also commercial foods. Canarga Brands again. uh, Their plant in Tennessee on March 21st. A Pepsi plant on March 22nd in New Jersey. You have a Western Sugar Cooperative out of Nebraska on April 10th. Ainsworth Pet Nutrition Manufacturing Plant. That was on April 12th in Pennsylvania. Taylor Farms Package Salad Plant on April 13th in California. Azor Standard Headquarters on April 19th in Oregon. That's for organic foods. Uh, Nutrition AG Solutions Facility. That is on April 19th in Kansas. That's fertilization uh, plant. Walmart Distribution Center on March 16th in Indiana. Uh, Rio Fresh on March 31st in Texas. That's an onion packaging facility. Goes on to the next part. It says East Conway Beef and Pork. That's April 12th in New Hampshire. That's a meat processing plant. Bonanza Meat on February 15th in Texas. That is also a meat processing plant. Cobb County Meat on August 24th, 2021. That is a meat plant, meat processing plant. And Taylor Plant on August of 2021. That's in based in Alabama. And then it continues to list a couple more that were in to, uh, to late 2021. So there's very there's a lot of speculation that there's a concerted effort to disrupt, attack, and affect the uh, food supply chain. So it's something that I think everyone should really, really have on their radars right now. But um, if, if you're not familiar with that, I'm not 100% familiar with that story as, as well. But it's something that I encourage you to dig into and look at because that's something, as preppers, we've been prepping against this uh, supply chain breakdown for the most part, I believe, with the, the thought that the supply chain is just going to be slowed, not completely disrupted. But 
Um, there's more research to come. I may even end up doing a full show on just that topic once I research a little bit more. But I want to get that information out there to you as soon as possible if you haven't heard about it yet. But let's get into the main show topic today. Going to do a little bit of the Q&A. So on Instagram, on the American Prepper Group, I asked what questions would you want answered on the podcast? And then we're going to get into the top 10 items I think that you should buy now and why. Let's go ahead and get the first question. Uh, what's the biggest lesson you learned failure so far in prepping? So the probably the biggest failure I've had so far in prepping would be just pop, proper food rotation and um, utilizing all the food um, before it was ex- before it was expired and making sure that the packaging we had it in was the proper type of storage. We had a ton of uh, macaroni, spaghetti noodles flour all that get compromised um, because we just kept it in the regular cardboard boxes they had and these little bugs chewed their way through and made it into the food so that's definitely the the biggest failure that we had Um, and that was from that was from Andrew on Instagram Um, we got next question is from uh, Deboni what's your inspiration or the moment you thought I'm making this account and I'm sure that's referring to the Uh, American Prepper Group account and it was really just to kind of piggyback my Instagram and to have there so I could not only share knowledge but gain knowledge from other preppers I think there's there's people out there who do a far better job of explaining this stuff than I do a far better job than than I do of showing what I what to do and it just I wanted to contribute in what way I can and also gather that information so that was my inspiration for for setting up this account and then i like to use it to try to wake up the masses too by just putting some truth or information out there too as well um shanibbles ask uh how to get your family on board with prepping and taking it serious and i always answer this question the same way because i get it a lot is you just lead by example um a lot of people especially since 2020 happened, have really got on board with their crazy prepper friend or realize that, hey, you know what? I'm not going to give them a hassle for, for prepping. I'm just going to let them do it. Um, as men, as, as father figures, as leaders of our household, I think there's some things that, you know, this is my project. This is what I'm going to do. If you want to come along, I would appreciate it. It would help. But when it hits the fan, you're all going to be thanking me that I did this and just, you know, kind of not making it a thing that somebody else has to revolve their life around. It's kind of it, treat it as a hobby as such. And they'll eventually come around, try to make it as fun as possible, introducing um, like hiking or fishing or just fun activities that most people will enjoy doing. And then leading by example with the other activities and not one of the things I think preppers fall into happens is, Focusing so much on the crazy event versus just, hey, I'm just going to do this just in case. So I think sometimes if we tone down the rhetoric with our friends and family and we make it a little bit more of a soft approach, it'll help them kind of get on board with what we're trying to do and be prepared, even if what we're trying to get prepared for is a little maybe outside the box of what people are comfortable thinking about they need to be prepared for. So I hope that helps. Those are the um, questions that I got on Instagram. And I'm happy to answer those. I look forward to doing some more Q&As in the future. But let's dig into the main show topic. And that's 10 items that I think you should buy 
now. And the reason why I emphasize now is some of these items are getting harder and harder to secure. Some of these items might even be outlawed at some point, or one, some of these items might even get to the point where they just can't find them at all ever again because they're not available to the public because the companies that are making them are gone. But let's get into it. Number 10 and number nine are really just based off of what we saw happen at the start of 2020. And it's something that you can you may have slacked on or may not think is that important, but get the water and get the toilet paper. That's number 10 and number nine, water and toilet paper. As you saw the masses like just crave the bottled water and all the trying to get their water that they felt that they're gonna need for whatever, even though it was a pandemic and they were scared to go outside, but the water was still running and being treated, there was just this huge urge to go get bottled water and water. So if you have your water taken care of, um, if you got to think about it too, from a point of, if you have water on hand, you could either barter it for actual goods, um, people's services to help you out with security or something like that, or just to be a leader in your community and be able to give that to people who are in need. Same with toilet paper, same reasons there. Um, number eight, hygiene items. Uh, toothbrushes is a big one for me. I think uh, one of the, that's a kind of, one of those items that we don't put a lot of attention to between the toothbrushes and the mouthwash and dental floss. Like those are some kind of convenience items that could go away pretty quick if manufacturing is really disturbed and it's stuff that you want to have on hand to really make sure that you're taking care of yourself and have proper health when it's a bad SHTF situation. So hygiene items, those are just the dental ones are kind of the first things that come to my mind, but that could be anything from feminine products to uh, making sure that you have enough baby wipes and diapers, whatever it may be, hygiene items, get them as much as you can. I already know there are people in my neighborhood who were talking about they were struggling to find baby wipes and baby diapers just because of this supply chain issues. Um, number seven, this is a big one. I'm sure a lot of people all over the country are still struggling with this ammo. You need to get as much extra ammo as you can. Just keep stacking it up. Um, there's never enough ammo. Number six, extra magazines. Now, this one is what I'm talking about when I say there might be legislation, there might be outlaws and bans. If you get any extra magazines, as many as you can as well, and get them in the sizes that you want, because if they do a 30-round ma uh, magazine ban again, and you're stuck with just 10, that's not going to be enough to rounds in the magazine to really help protect you if you have to go do some kind of crazy shit. So magazines, to that point, holsters, make sure you have the proper holsters for all your weapons. Make sure you have all the different things that you'll need um, to properly holster your, uh, your rifle, your pistol, your shotgun, whatever it is, whether it's cases or anything like that. Any of the carrying containers that you may want for your guns, that would fall, fall under the category of what I'm saying is holsters. It's really just ways to transport, carry, and hold your firearm. Um, number four is going to be a high-powered flashlights. The high lumen flashlights are worth their weight in gold. And I believe that there's some legislations to kind of limit what you could cover uh, or carry with you personally. They're also or on your person. They're also going to get harder to purchase as the supply chain and production issues continue. They'll just get more expensive too. And there'll be another great barter item or trade item. So high power flashlights. Um, number three falls under the same category of being outlawed and there's so many uses for a drone but if you can get a drone it could help you with recon it could help you um, map out 
any sort of uh, path you may want to take. It, there's, it help you with security. There's a lot of different uses for drones um, that you could use in a prepping scenario. So I encourage you to get any drones that you may have wanted. Um, advanced number two, advanced communication devices. They've already kind of cut back on um, what you could have in terms of um, your CB radios and your um, ham radios, those type of things that are available to the public. Uh, and again, those fall into the core category of all these production issues. And a lot of these products come out of China. So once if we go to war with China or China goes to war with some other country and we got to back them, it's going to be harder to get these supplies out of China. And a lot of, a lot of the communication devices that you want, a lot of the parts, even if it's not completely manufactured there, do come from China. So you're going to want to get that. And then the number one thing that I have on my list that all patriots, all preppers, anyone who really truly takes their survival serious and understand the the lengths that what this may go to um, needs to get some body armor because that's not only something that they can outlaw, but it's going to be something that's just straight up hard to purchase after the fact, after things hit the fan, is they're going to be the not when you want to be buying your body armor. So that's my top 10 list to recap it real quick. We got water. Number 10, number nine, toilet paper. Number eight, any hygiene items. Number seven, ammo. Number six, extra magazines. Number five, holsters. Number four, any high power flashlights you could get your hands on. Number three, some drones. Number two, some advanced communication devices. And number one, body armor. So I hope you're able to take that list, expand on it yourself, think about exactly what you need to improve on in those areas and what number you have for ammo, what you want to make, what type of communications you're com comfortable running with, how much toilet paper you need. Just really break them down slowly and each one assess your preps from there. In the meantime, guys, I really appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. I feel like I'm getting a lot of great feedback from it. So anytime you guys leave a review, anytime you hop on Instagram and send me a message thanking me for the episode that fires me up, that keeps me going. Uh, next week's episode, we're going to have um, prepared um, mentally on the show. And it's going to be a fun one. I'm really looking forward to talking to him. Our prepared mentality, he does, he does a great work and it should be a treat to get to sit down and rap with him for a little bit about this preparedness life. So until next time, guys, keep preparing, stay focused.